Welcome to the first episode of Las Chicas Paradójicas with your hosts Amanda Robles and Tabata Boti. In this episode, we'll explore the irony of Brazil's education system. So, why should we even care about Brazil's education system? Education develops the labor force skills for sustained economic growth, contributes to poverty and inequality reduction, and transforms education spending into human capital. Therefore, when an education system suffers, the obstacles to reducing poverty become bigger. Brazil, a country that spends 6% of the GDP on education, 2% higher than its Latin American counterpart, has the lowest rates in net enrollment of secondary education, tertiary education attainment rates, great repetition, and teacher satisfaction in the region. But how is this possible? This, our lovely listeners, is what we call the education paradox. But now I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's start at the beginning. In 2003, President Lula da Silva created Programa Bolsa Familia. It's a conditional cash transfer program dependent on the family's commitment that children would attend school and receive vaccinations. This initiative reaches 11.1 million families a year, effectively reducing the percentage of Brazilians who live below the poverty line. However, the country's decentralized educational structure has brought criticism over Bolsa Familia's capacity to ensure that conditions such as school attendance are even being met. Wait, hold on. What is this decentralized structure? Well, in Brazil, federal, state, and municipal governments handle different parts of the education system, with little to no coordination among them. As part of this, municipalities are responsible for early childhood and primary education, while the states are responsible for secondary education. That lack of coordination can't be good. No, it's not. To rectify this, the government has drafted a law that would create a national education system to facilitate coordination amongst different levels of education. However, constant debates have not really allowed it to be approved. In the meantime, the federal government has invested over $88 billion in education programs in an attempt to address its educational challenges, from low attainment rates to low school enrollment levels. Yet, Throwing money at the problem doesn't seem to work. Programs such as ProUni, which are meant to increase access to higher education, fail to incentivize Brazilian students to stay in school and pursue a higher education. The Christensen Institute found that almost 30% of students failed to transition from elementary to high school due to a lack of interest. Moreover, the OECD reports that in 2018, half of students did not achieve minimum proficiency levels in reading. So what exactly is the problem here? Glad you ask. It's all tied to management. Everyone, please welcome the Vice President of the Latin American Development Bank, Jorge Arbachi, who will enlighten us in this topic. Mr. Arbachi, why do Brazil's investments in education not result in improved learning outcomes? Uh, of course, spending 6% of GDP on, on education is not that bad. And it, of course, highlights the fact that uh, there is a, a management issue here. Of course, there is. Uh, it may also have to do with uh, leakages as well. But mostly, in my opinion, uh, related to, to, to poor management. That makes a lot of sense. Let's take a couple steps back. The Brazilian government has intervened to try and reach the socially optimal levels of education by making education constitutionally free and investing, again, 6% of its GDP in education. 
However, the government's poor management has resulted in a compact government failure, in which the route of accountability between policymakers and providers is broken. It is not sufficient to intervene by increasing expenditures and virtually subsidizing education for the population. The government must implement measures that incentivize students to enroll and stay in school. Are you saying that the government should adopt a more active role in managing education? Absolutely. That is the only way to fix the failures found within Brazil's education systems. Mr. Arbache, do you have any thoughts on this? There is no miracle there. Uh, we have to do whatever you could consider conventional monitoring, punishments, and, and better governance, and, and and again, again and again, the same the same recipe, uh, uh, more transparency. It may have to do with, but uh, we're 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 here talking about transparency, better governance, more accountability, very plain vanilla stories. There's there's no miracle. Also, after COVID-19, the government designed a meal kit distribution program in Goyas to mitigate school dropout. Food deliveries were contingent on proof of class attendance and assignment completion. This helped reduce absent rates by 80%. Oh, wow, that's amazing. It's all about implementing monetary measures, analyzing where resources will be more beneficial, and identifying what incentives will motivate students. Bearing all of this in mind, let's keep discussing these proposed solutions for Brazil's education paradox. Ms. Arvache, can you think of any cases that Brazil can learn from? Well, regarding the, the case of uh, Ceará, what they say that is that the, the, what they do or the, what they use it to do was a very plain vanilla uh, type of management, Me, being, meaning uh, Following what, following up what teachers do, uh, trying to identify students that are failing, uh, or trying to follow up why students are not attending classes, and this type of things. Thank you, Mr. Arbache. The World Bank also offers some insight into this incredible case. Sarah's success was marked by three elements. One, financial and non-financial incentives. Two, technical support to municipal schools with an emphasis on promoting universal literacy at a young age. And three, the use of a continuous monitoring and assessment system. So what does this mean? Well, the first three elements define key aspects of education. One, identify what students are expected to learn and how they will be taught. And two, implement a system that checks whether students are actually learning. Serra consolidated a data infrastructure which had information across student, classroom, municipality, and state levels. This helped Serra's education department quickly track its progress and performance and identify areas for improvement. Interesting. Is there anything else? Yeah. In the state of Ceará, there is a sustained political leadership and a commitment to education quality. For this reason, other states, such as Rio Grande do Norte, failed when trying to follow Ceará's steps. Rio Grande do Norte's lack of interest and expertise in collecting data that would inform the progress and deficits of its educational system hindered the state's capacity to effectively manage its educational programs. Wow, this really shows that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It really depends on each individual state and municipality. Exactly. Brazil should definitely learn from the innovative solutions of Ceará. However, the federal government should be mindful of the different elements of each state and modify its approach accordingly. If such considerations are not in place, lessons from Ceará will not improve Brazil's overall educational system. 
absolutely agree. Professor Barbara Bruns also suggests that Brazil should maintain a more active role in evaluating local education systems and sharing those lessons with other states. She also says that the federal government should support the autonomous efforts of its municipalities by allowing municipalities to identify their educational deficiencies and track their progress. They are better suited to request monetary assistance and technical support from the government. However, such assistance and support must be tied to high rates of net enrollment of secondary education, tertiary education attainment rates, grade repetition, and overall teacher satisfaction. In other words, the federal government will monitor the progress of municipalities and give financial incentives to encourage the effective use of resources, careful consideration of students' needs, and improvement of the state's learning outcomes. By doing so, the government will increase their spending efficiency in education and support equitable efforts towards the reduction of poverty. Yeah, they can't keep throwing money at the problem. I don't know, man. If somebody threw money at me, a lot of my problems would be solved. Not every problem, but a lot for sure. Thank you for accompanying us in our first episode of La Chicas Paralogicas, The Irony of Brazil's Education System. And stay in school, guys. Thank you and good night. I'm that samba, samba master, 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 master. Too strong for my ghetto blaster, 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 blaster. You dance fast, but I dance faster, 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 faster. You too slow, you need to catch up.